slipped in behind Florenzi now. Ronaldo! Oh! Cristiano Ronaldo! This is Views from the Touchline. Hello, and welcome to Views from the Touchline. I'm your host, Billy Rogers. Alongside me, our co-host, uh, Alan Smith. Alan, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Bill? I'm very excited. This is my first uh, my first delve into podcasting. You know, I've been a blogger for, for my entire life, and uh, this is my first time actually getting on the air and you know practicing my public speaking and you know just getting my thoughts out about soccer. I'm uh, I'm very excited to uh, to do this with you. Uh, how about, how you feeling about this, dude? I'm I'm ready. I'm excited. I I just want to express my opinions about football and how you see football and sort of. I want everyone to get involved with us through views from the touchline and see if they have any comments they can shoot at us. So let's uh, let's get into it. Okay, well, uh, if you guys didn't know, we're actually two uh, college students. We go to McDaniel College it's in, uh, in Western Maryland, and we're both uh, both pretty avid soccer players. I played all throughout high school and uh, play in college now, too, just like Alan. Um, you know, we're very excited to kind of give you guys a look into, like, the way we view soccer just this whole whole thing's gonna be based on views and opinions and just kind of expressions all throughout soccer, and we're not gonna look too much, uh, too in depth into like very much like Barcelona and Real Madrid. We're kind of gonna try to give you guys more of a broader view, where we're kind of going like EPL, we're going what are you, La Liga, La Liga, a little bit of international play when it comes to it, and then uh, yeah. Wherever we we our mind lands on talking about football, we'll talk about it. Okay, so. yeah. So this is this is not like a very you know Arsenal related podcast or a Liverpool related podcast. Just because we touch on more of that stuff, it's kind of maybe just because. But there might be a little bias. Yeah. Here oh yeah. Yeah. D- d- they're both our favorite teams. I'm a big Arsenal fan. He's a big Liverpool fan. So if you guys, if we ever delve off into a uh, you know a rant about how Arsene Wenger is is taking Arsenal down down the crapper, then or I mean no. that yeah. But Arsenal lost Oxlade Chamberlain to uh, Liverpool. Yeah. So that's that's what I thought. Was but uh, cool. yeah, if if there's anything you guys want us to talk about, um, uh, you can get connected with views in the touchline on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at ViewsFTTL, Views from the Touchline. And uh, also, I have a blog through this. I mean, Alan contributes sometimes as well. And uh, one of our hosts on the future, his name is Raul Escobar. He might come on in the future. Um, he helps me out with the blog as well. It's, you can navigate to ViewsFTTL.wordpress.com. Once again, that's ViewsFTTL.wordpress.com. Um, myself, you can actually follow me on Twitter at BillyRogersAFC. And on LinkedIn at William Rogers. Alan, how can our listeners find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Alan, A L A N, Dragon, one word, D R A G A N, capital A, capital D. It's not like the mystical creature. It's a very prestigious name in the uh, Bosnian culture. So, yep, that's where you guys can find me. All right, well, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about, you know, in terms of like your background or how this kind of got started before we, before we get going on this? Uh, well, my background is I'm actually a transfer student from. Um, Community College up in uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. I uh, played throughout high school as well, and uh, I've played a little little across the country. What position did you play? Uh, I play, um, well, it varies sometimes depending on what the formation is and what the coach is looking to put me in. I usually play either a center attacking mid, a left mid, a center forward, or a left back. So it very it, it varies on what personnel is on the field at the time. So, yeah, that's that's a little bit about myself. Yeah. Just giving you guys an idea. I'm a, I'll am be a junior this year. Alan, how about you? I'm also a junior. Cool. So, I mean, we got, this is our kind of, you know, we're taking a step into the uh, professional life now to yep. kind of get started with uh, what the real world is. And I mean, this is something I can kind of look at myself doing in the future. You know, if we can kind of get you guys to promote this uh, this podcast a lot and kind of get us out there, then 
this could definitely be something huge in the future where we can kind of bring you guys weekly content, you know, maybe even get some advertising in the future too exactly. to kind of exactly. make some money off this, who knows? So, I mean, that, that, would be, that would be fantastic. I'm very excited to kind of to get after this. We'll feed our children somehow. You know? No, I'm not feeding my children through <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, um, like I said, on Twitter, our Twitter is at ViewsFTTL. You should follow us. If there's honestly any time, if there's anything you guys feel that uh, you want us to talk about, any kind of discussion that you think that should be going on, or if we're, our, our opinions are wrong, anything like that, feel free to, you know, just tweet at us or even our personal accounts too. We love to talk about soccer anytime or Alan's football. You know, that's, oh, yeah. that's a difference, you know, <laughs> America and you know, Serbia and all that stuff. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm back and forth on that. But yeah, but still, it's views, FTTL. Uh, you can follow us anytime, talk to us, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll personalize our content based on whatever you guys uh, see fit with that. So, um, Alan, moving on, what are our top stories for this week? So, my top three stories for this week that Billy and I discussed about earlier were Mbappe on loan to PSG and how that will impact the, the uh, financial fair play when it's going to be £165 million to buy him out for that end of the season. Can you see a PSG? I mean, we'll talk about this later, but can you see PSG... Um, actually going and buying him after his loan spell. Well, let's see how Neymar, him, and Cavani get together and Di Maria and see how that plays out with the four powerhouses that you have as a as a striking force at PSG. But I, I honestly do see it because he can. he's young. It's, it's wild, man. This, yeah. it's a, what is, he, is he 19 now? He's, he, he's still 18. 18. 18. How, how, that's 160 million pounds for yeah. an 18-year-old? Yeah. That is, that is absolutely insane. I wish I'm, I'm 19 years old. I'm 20 years old, and... I'm probably worth, what, 10, 10 pounds, 20 pounds? We'll say two. S- sign me from Medeo College, pick two. me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then and the next thing we're going to talk about is crisis at Arsenal. Oh, don't, what, don't, don't what mention that. What the hell is going that. on there? What in the world is going on at Arsenal? So I'll, I'll elaborate later, but, you know, this is just something that is absolutely just on my mind at all times. You know, I've been, I've been looking up at Alexis Sanchez's account on deadline day. He actually ended up liking some... <laughs> Something about how he's staying, and then there's this whole thing about how he's leaving for Man City. So it's just, it is ridiculous. You know, I, I read something about how Bellerin asked to leave and Mustafi asked to leave. It's just their key <laughs> players, and they just even thought about selling it. I cannot believe. I'm just very, I'm just hopeful for if this coming game they're playing Bournemouth, I'm just hopeful that they can pull pull one out, pull one out of their right. hat and kind of get back on track. Because right. if, if they don't, it was the Bournemouth at home, and after this whole transfer window debacle they had, I, I'm so scared for what's going to happen. I just got to say, I can't wait for Arsenal Fan TV these next upcoming weeks, you know? <laughs> See what happens with uh, everyone saying that they can, run, they can run the club better than the uh, current board can, which I feel like they can. They do. They just need those, uh, those good influences from the players and see what the players are feeling. So that's what I feel is going to be an interesting thing. All right, well, we'll, we'll talk about this more later. Yeah. You know, we'll keep moving you guys along. Yeah. Our last big story of the day, we're going to talk about uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. He actually broke... Uh, some international goal records, uh, Alan. What uh, what records were those? Uh, it was the uh, European international goal record of uh, beating Pele, which was seventy seven goals, and currently Ronaldo broke that record this past weekend. First, uh, I think I'm not. Let me look it up real quick. Which, uh, well, yeah, he also actually uh, is now the leading goal scorer ever in European qualifying right. World Cup campaigns. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. He's fourteen goals in ever all qualified matches. That's pretty impressive. I yeah. remember the. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a World Cup qualifier for his year qualifier, but do you remember it was uh, Portugal Sweden back in the day when uh, he yep. put his, he hit the hat trick? Was that qualifying? Yeah, that was qualifying against Faroe Islands. That's the game that I I'm, I'm thinking of. Oh, oh, sorry, Sweden sorry. back in the day. Oh it yeah, Sweden. Yeah, when he Portugal, uh, he had the hat trick. When, when he was literally carried Zlatan versus yeah. Ronaldo. When he carried when he carried Portugal across that line to make them qualify, which was probably one of his best games he's ever played. 
I mean, that guy's that, he's he's unreal. He's not human for me. Okay, well, those are those are a bit in our, our three biggest stories of our of our of this week's episode. But uh, just to give you guys a little bit of a, a background on the way this is gonna be set up, we kind of are gonna give you guys those three big stories each week that we feel are the most uh, most gripping in football at the time, and then we'll kind of break them down for for a few minutes, and then we'll kind of move on. But I mean, those are just our three three big ones right now. And uh, I mean, it's this wasn't too. It was just tough. Uh, every week we'll kind of take those stories and uh, be from basically our posting time to the time that we record our next episode, we'll, we'll choose those stories from. So if you guys, anything that happens after this episode is recorded, we'll, put, we'll have it in next week's podcast, yeah. just to give you guys a little... I feel like we, we're going to try and get at a point where we can film these things live. Get these things live on the radio, not on the radio, but on through maybe YouTube, something like that, and sort of get a little better. Even though this is our first one, I feel like we're going to progress a lot. So let's get in. Let's yeah. keep going. Let's okay, get well, it. yeah, next... Uh, I mean, there was a big uh, the transfer window finally. The summer transfer window closed. Uh, I mean, what were your what were your thoughts on the transfer window this uh, this summer? What do you, what do you oh my think? Gosh, I mean, the prices that are going that these players are going for are just absurd. I don't think that I I don't think that Neymar is worth that quarter of a billion pounds. You think about a quarter. He's, he's even dollar if you if you account for like the fact that. The, the pound is worth more than the dollar. If you put that into like actual American dollars, you know, for us, it's like what, what was the actual fee? Two hundred something. Two hundred and twenty-eight million or something. Like pounds. That? Pounds. Yeah. So that's something like two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. That's literally a it's quarter unreal. million dollars. That's unreal. I was I was talking to my dad a while back, and we we're just like, wow, like there these guys could literally have like a. Uh, What's it called? A um, insurance for them because yeah. it's like they're they're like a piece of like Ronaldo has insurance on his legs. I, exactly. I, I, yeah, I like, think something like that. that it, if you're if you're spending two hundred fifty k on a person, like then at that point, like you have to ensure the fact they won't get injured because right. you know that's that's a loss of like if it, their leg breaks, you're losing what fifty k there exactly. off just his legs. Exactly. So. <laughs> and I don't think that we're seeing we're seeing now that the salaries of these players are. Close to the football and the baseball salaries you see in the U.S. with that ten-year, two hundred and fifty million dollar contracts. Yeah. That really, all right. I get that with baseball because baseball you got like what a hundred plus games in under what is it four months, five yeah, months? It's crazy. It's unreal. And with football, it's the same thing because those guys are putting their bodies on the line every time they go out in the field. So I mean, I that's understandable for football and baseball, but for soccer. It's it's a little touchy with that because yeah. they, they can they can sort of lengthen their career a little longer because it's not as aggr- it's it's aggressive but it's not as aggressive as you as you see in football yeah. where you're gonna see head trauma every other game and players like breaking their bones oh, and the the ACL tail you know that's the yeah that's that's, 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 that's the common one that is the common <laughs> one but beyond that there's no I wouldn't say there's not as much physical trauma that goes in. Yeah, so you, def- you definitely would agree that Neymar to PSG was the biggest transfer oh, of this window. Sure, for sure. That's that. That's the biggest transfer that I thought that was that was um, at that in that transfer window. Okay, well, if you think that's the biggest transfer, then what would you think was the best transfer for for a team? I mean, do you think it's Neymar to PSG? Do you think he strengthens them the most as he's just one of the? I mean, I, you, you would see. What do you say? He's a top five player in the world at this point. He he's a top five. He top was, five. So do you think that a top five player? Going to a team like PSG is you know one of the best transfers of this of this window. Yeah, it's, or the one best of, one. it's one of the best ones. Um, I mean, you're gonna see other players. You're gonna see all right, Zlatan resigning. Zlatan resigning. That's okay. I mean, they t- they did a test on his knees and they said that his knees are not even human anymore. They're basically stronger, twice as strong or something like that. That guy's not even human. Yeah, at he, all. he's unreal. <laughs> but you're gonna say I'm gonna say that Neymar is the best transfer so far because it's a great marketing tool. He's he will be the new face of Nike. Once Ronaldo retires, and he's I, gonna, I agree definitely, he, yeah. and he's going to carry on that that swagger that 
that a young Brazilian guy has and make football a lot more not not a lot more exciting but more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for, for me, honestly, I have to say, I, I thought that was a phenomenal transfer for PSG, but my problem with that was the guy, the president, uh, Nassar, that's his name, correct? Nassar? Nassar, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was all up in this about how Neymar is the best player in the world, and this and that, how the best players in Paris, I mean, I, I think Neymar is definitely top five, but I, I don't think at this point in his career you can say he's the best player, and for no. me, you know, I think, no. I, I, I view transfers more as strategic, because, you know, being an Arsenal fan, it's, it's tough to see all these big players go, come and go. Whereas in like I think that when I see the smaller players go, I'm like, wow, how these kind of players affect these smaller teams. Like right. I think that this is not my favorite transfer the window, but I think the uh, Ronaldo Sanchez to Swansea that was that was a huge move for yeah. Swansea. You yeah. know, like that's not a big step in his career where he's he's going from Bayern to Swansea, but still, you know, just that kind of that type of a young player who will have that chance to play in the EPL. I think yeah. he'll be phenomenal. And like you got to look at it like, all right, Ronaldo Sanchez. What did he com- what did he compose last year as a Bayern Munich player? Not much. He was sitting behind. Uh, he was sitting behind a player of Xabi Alonso, even Vidal too, and Vidal as well. That were producing in and out. Vidal was helping, pulling the strings in that midfield, and Xabi Alonso was closing up, putting hanging his boots up. But I think that if you give him a good season, where he's not su- surrounded with like all these stars, Aaron Robin, Thomas Muller, all those guys, and you give him a little more smaller area to rot and to, and to rise above. Yeah, oh yeah, like Swans. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Swans. That, control, that, I mean, yeah, he's one of the best players yeah. on that team now, uh, by far. Even being being how young he is, I definitely think he's one of the best players on the team. But I mean, for me, I I, I love uh, you know these like smaller transfers. I think honestly, it wasn't small, but I think my favorite uh, market of the uh, deal of the window was actually Matich to Man U. I think uh, yeah. you've seen Man, Man U play so far. I mean, they are unstoppable right now. They are. They are, and they're a favorite for me. Early really? on favorite. Okay, well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm so impressed with the way that Matic, he slides right into that defensive mid-spot where you see Pogba, who's just free now. He has two goals now in three he games, has two I goals say. in three games. Yeah, he, he is just bombing forward, and then you have, what's it called, uh, Lukaku, who's looking phenomenal, yeah. too. But I think to, just seeing Matic, he, he's just such a great presence in that midfield, right. and he just allows Pogba to just, just move forward. And it is just generally, like, it's awesome to see. Right. Like, I, I don't like Matic that much, but Me it's either. just... As a Liverpool fan, you gotta say that I can. I, it's like it hurts. It stings for me to say that Man United are good. This yeah, year. they 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 look fantastic. I mean, you can't. It's not even debatable at this point because I mean, yes, I know they haven't played a a what, top four team yet, top five team yet, not but yet, but yet. the fact of the matter though is that they have played these teams and they have been they've literally just outplayed these teams. Swansea, yeah. West Ham, West Ham. Yeah, and they've just outplayed them off the field. And right? then speaking of West Ham. I'm gonna say Chicharito coming back to the Premier That's League. That's a big sign. That's too, a good yeah. one. That's a good I one. I think that he'll be he'll be a type of those that type of kind of player will score against the smaller yeah, he's teams. A, he's a scrappy goal scorer. Yeah, that's definitely. what they need. Because you saw the goal he scored in the last weekend. It was literally all right. Rebounds happen. Yeah, that definitely. was easy. That was good for him. Well, so speaking of, I mean, other transfers. What do you think was your worst transfer uh, of this uh, of this Billy, window? You, you, you can what? take you can take the pillar on this first one. <laughs> I disagree with that, but you can take the pillar. Okay, well, for one. me, you know, being an Arsenal fan, I thought Arsenal made a mistake to let Oxlade Chamberlain go. I mean, I thought that they did a good job of getting him out of the club for forty million pounds. Yeah, that that is a good profit margin. You know, from how much they bought him from Southampton for back in the day, but I just don't think that uh, letting one of their uh, one of their British uh, British core players go was just very smart, considering the fact that like, I mean, you could play him in center mid. Like Coughlin, he's he's good sometimes, but I just you I, see I Ramsey. You see Ramsey tracking back on that second goal. Not I, existent. I, I, I just not existent. and also Oxlade Chamberlain at that point. But it, it is it is just so frustrating to see him go because you know they had all these you know Gibbs left one day and then what's called Oxlade Chamberlain left yep. left the day afterwards and it was just all these players were like wow like 
uh, so sad to see a British right guy. Go, yeah, it's it must be so different because you know they lost two of these guys who are British who speak who speak English. Obviously, so yeah. like they're definitely a big presence for for the for the, uh, for the dressing room. And uh, I'm I'm not frustrated, but just like I think that seeing him go, it kind of stinks to see him in Liverpool shirt. To, to be honest, but I mean I will I will say that Arsenal did do a good job of getting yeah. a forty million pound transfer for that. I, I agree. That's a good pickup for for a depth for depth. Um, player yeah i mean of, for liverpool i mean i think just the reason why i think it's such a bad transfer though for arsenal arsenal from a standpoint is because you know look at a he was a core player in your team yeah but look look at it though if now you have bellerin right wing back playing his natural position yeah. but you think about that though if he, he tears his knee or something like that you got Tabushi playing right wing back after that who hasn't when's the last time you've seen Tabushi appear on at the emirates stadium or, I, for, I forgot his name at yeah. that point I, i've never I, I haven't heard from him so you know that's about him for that's, like, to me that's just like Arsenal Vega, you gotta. I mean, you should have just told Debussy and then keep the ox, and then you know maybe you give him a shot and say, "Man, we wanted to play," or maybe he would have signed his actual what is one hundred eight thousand pounds for a new contract yeah, that he turned down. He turned it down, and I mean, all right, you can look at it this way. All right, it's one hundred eighty thousand pounds. You're playing for your national team, and plus you're gonna get those benefits from from being getting playing time. But now that he's at Liverpool, on that on that point that I'm gonna say, now that he's on Liverpool. He's not going to fit in immediately you know going what, in. Do you know what I saw today? Nathaniel Klein got injured over the national yeah. break. And so I'm about to lose my mind if Oxley Chamberlain goes there and plays right, right back, right, right wing back. And then, and then he excels <laughs> like that James Milner role. Like, do you know how James But the thing is, he doesn't want to play right back. He wants yeah, to play center mid. He wants mid. to play center mid. And I, and I understand that he wants to play center mid and get involved with the up, upcoming play because, I mean, he's, that's how the type of player he is. He likes to get forward. He likes to produce, he, even though he doesn't cross. That's is, he, is, he, is he a defender, though? What do you think? Oh, I mean, he's done it before. He's done it before for, for Arsenal. And I say that was in a cup. That was in a cup game. That was in the FA Cup game, which, all right, the opponent isn't that good. But you're going to say, all right, he still excelled at right back for him being an attacking-minded player. I, I just think he's too – he's just too, like, up in his head about how he's this fantastic center mid. He's played, like, one or two games inside mid for Arsenal and I've watched him play, and I just have not – Honestly, I've no. thought too too much. Really. Like I honestly, like if I'm an Arsenal fan, yes, Shaka does make mistakes, and you know Ramsey is he gets way too high sometimes, like up on the field. But yeah. I just think that when it comes down to the Oxlade Chamber is not a center mid. I don't think he ever will be. I think he's he's a right winger. I, I, I he's not even a right wing back. He's just a right winger as that, and that's that's it to me. That's I just don't like that transfer as an Arsenal fan. I don't yeah, but I mean for you, but, what's your? No, I mean I like it. It's just that I feel bad for you as an Arsenal fan having that. Like percep, not the perception, but having that expectation for you guys to do well this year and buy buy players, but you're ultimately letting them go. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about Arsenal more. Yeah. We're gonna we'll give you guys a uh, what's it called uh, a I'll breakdown of the price of that Arsenal. Yeah. But uh, what was your worst transfer of this uh, transfer window? Oh, I mean, you guys are gonna see this is far left field for everyone, but I'm gonna say Jordan Pickford, Jordan Pickford to Everton. Everton. Okay. Well, I mean, I this this is one where I kind of was confused because I saw this guy play. Uh, it was Sunderland Arsenal, and uh, it was Arsenal ended up winning the game. But this guy was unbelievable. He he would not let it go in to save it to, to, if he wanted to like save his life. It was insane. Yeah. Left and right, making saves against Giroud from point blank. It, it was unreal. But why is he? Why, why is that a bad transfer for I you? I just feel like it's the inflation. We're gonna go back to the inflation again. Twenty five million for uh, a teenager for a goalkeeper, and all right, okay, you could say that the the team he's playing for needs a little buffering in the back, but. This kid has a lot going on his shoulders. I don't know if he can keep it up week in and week out in the Premier League playing big names. 
certain big names, but I think the lower tier, tier sides will have a good time. Yeah. But you I feel... see this the inflation for you, yeah. Of course, yeah. The inflation and also, all right, funny enough, one of my former coaches that played in the lower leagues of English football played against Jordan Pickford and actually scored on him. Wow. So, I mean, it's... Um, I guess that's, he got an easier time scoring yeah, right. <laughs> letting it against Arsenal than Alan's former coach. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean... It's it's an interesting it's an interesting view for me to see a goalkeeper so young go for such a high amount twenty five million. I don't think that's what he that's what he's worth. Okay, well, yeah. uh, going back to the inflation, Billy, what do you think? I just think that you know I remember seeing a quote on Twitter the other day about how uh, Mourinho was talking about uh, players of Pogba's quality will be worth twice as much in the following trends window, and lo and behold, you know, you got Dembele going for, Usman Dembele going to Barca for, what, $150 million? Yeah, it was like 140 It's just unreal. We're just like, these players who aren't, I mean, yes, they're great players, and they have a great potential. It's just, you, you go back two, three years from now, and even at that point, it was, you had Gareth Bale going to uh, Real Madrid was one of these, like, uh, insane trends. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it wasn't was like even, 89. I don't think it even exceeded over 100 million pounds, uh-huh. but it's just like, even Ronaldo, what was what was, what was the fee for Ronaldo to, to Real Madrid when he when think, he signed? I think it was close. Cristiano. Yeah, I mean, it just. Yeah, what was it? You can you can stat stat check that one. I mean, all right, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. You're gonna you're gonna have a hefty price on him, but the inflation you're gonna see compared to what it is now is insane. He joined Real Madrid for eighty million pounds, Cristiano Ronaldo, and at this point, this is like it was two thousand nine, two thousand ten. So at that point, that's when he's like what twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. And that's that's in the that's in the prime of his career, and he's going for what the best player in the world now. He was going for eighty million pounds back in the day. Where now you have Neymar, who's not even he is top five, but he's not the best player in the world. He's going for two hundred plus. Right, but you got to give it to Ronaldo. Ronaldo's still kicking ass. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. not nothing against him. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying this the the inflation, which is unreal. Where you would have imagine Ronaldo right now in his prime. You know, say this was. Say he was 25, 26 right. in this 2017, 2018 season. Coming out of how much that do you think he would have? Yeah, how much do you think he would have gone to Real Madrid for at this point? Would have been more than Neymar. You think more than Neymar? Three twenty, three three ten, which is absolutely insane because they'd be that with this modern money. I think that could honestly be that could happen honestly at this point. And like, it would have been the same place. He he would have still been going to PS. He would have gone to PSG. PSG, which was which was an offer that he had last year. If I correct me if I'm wrong, wrong. I think he oh, was. Yeah, I think Man City wanted to buy him at Man some point. Man City yeah. and PSG were on even the back table. to Man U. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I don't, I don't see him leaving Real Madrid for another ten years. I think he's finishing his career at Man. Yeah, I, I Man, uh, not Man, uh, Real Madrid. I think the only the only way he leaves is if he wants to uh, go to the some kind of MLS type of deal or. That, that's the him, only way I think he possibly ever leaves. I, I see him finishing his career at Real Madrid. All right, and then. I don't know if he's going to coach. I don't think he'll coach. But I think I could see him as, like, a general manager of a team, maybe in, like, Real Madrid status, something like that, because he's a, already a club legend. For for damn sure he's a club legend. Yeah. Or maybe even go back to United and do that. Okay. Because I see him doing that because yeah. he had a good relationship with Man United, and they treated him with respect. And I just think that he did what was best for him to move from Man United to Real Madrid. Okay. But he, I think he could do either at yeah. BGM at either Team, so. Well, I mean, in the, in the same light of great players leaving clubs, I thought, just giving you guys some final thoughts on this chance window, I thought it was very interesting that some clubs are actually taking back the power, you know, with, like, Alexis Sanchez and the uh, Philip Coutinho situation yeah. where 
they actually didn't leave when they they wanted to leave, which I mean, yes, I think Alexis honestly at the end of the day he honestly probably should have left. They should have yeah. taken the money with him and pretty much ran. Because you saw his reaction. Yeah. This past and game. I, I it's just I mean, the, the type of player he is though he'll still give one hundred percent no yeah. matter what. And who knows he could sign a new contract if Arsenal am doing starting better this year. You never know. Yeah. But I just think that it was I think honestly it was nice to see for once like even though Arsenal I mean this kind of thing was kind of. It was it was crappy in Arsenal where they got this really poor reaction from the fans of all different teams for keeping Alexis. Where I mean, Liverpool got commended for keeping Coutinho. That was yep. kind of I didn't think that was the most fair thing of all. I thought that was kind of unfair to Arsenal. Yeah. It, was the same, it was the same situation, and you know, Arsenal cool. getting slaughtered over here for trying to keep one of their best players. And then I don't, I think I'm going to touch on what you said, Coutinho Barcelona. I think that Asuma Dembele and. Um, who else did Paulinho. Paulinho, yeah. Paulinho, that's a good pickup for them. And I heard Pele, I didn't hear, but I read about Pele saying that Paulinho is going to shock everyone and sort of come out of his shell from being in the Chinese league and sort of saving yeah, himself. He, he has experience with Spurs, too. So yeah. I mean, you never, he, I mean, he yeah. was a flop at Spurs. We'll yeah. say that. He, he, he totally went downhill with Spurs. He's not good at first, yeah. Yeah, but he, he, he came out of his shell in China, but now he's going to sort of step his game up and sort of he's surrounded by... Some of the best players in the world, Suarez, Messi, and the whole MPK and all those guys. So yeah. I, I think he's in good hands because okay. I, I mean, comparing it to what happened to Neymar with him leaving because of not his teammates but the board, I think he'll sh- uh, Polina should be fine. Cool. Okay. Well, I mean, any, I mean, let's talk about which. Uh, I mean, in the terms of final thoughts, uh, which which clubs do you think should have signed any players? Are there any like certain transfers you think should have happened? Um, I mean, I, I touched earlier. I don't that want. I didn't want continue to go to Barcelona. I did not want him to go to Barcelona. But do you think? Do you think that if you were if you drop your bias, do you think that he would have he, he would have been gone. good? Do you think? Do he you think it would have been the right move for Liverpool to let him go and to let Barcelona like kind of have a player of that type of quality who now who uh, I mean come back to Liverpool frustrated yeah. obviously. Yeah. Do, um, do you think, I mean, if you drop your bias, though, just... If dropping you, my bias, I'm going to say this. All right, you look at Liverpool's performance this past week, or two weeks ago. See how well they did against Arsenal. Sorry. I'll, I'll do it. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, you see them beating, smashing them for nothing. And who Coutinho wasn't on the field. You had Salah, Mane, and Firmino kicking butt. Okay, well, mind you, Arsenal had a bunch of crap on the field. Though. That's true. That's true. But I'm saying that you see the connection, you see the chemistry flowing easily with those guys okay. from Liverpool. So I don't think that Liverpool would, would suffer from him leaving, but I think it would be sort of a little bit of a benefit because, all right, we're getting money back, and then we look to get Lamar, unfortunately, from stealing them from the Arsenal transfer, getting Lamar over to Liverpool, or getting Virgil van Dijk, which we're going to speak about in a little bit. Virgil van Dijk from Southampton, sort of get him to Liverpool. Because we need... Our back line is shambles right now. We Lovren, I cannot stand Lovren. Lovren is crap. <laughs> I, if, he, if he watched the guy play, he doesn't know which way is up. So I don't need him on the field. I need Virgil van Dijk to command that so back is, line. That's, yeah, I see... I see here in our notes here, you know, Virgil van Dijk. I think he should have taken a step and finally left Southampton. I mean, that's, that's a guy who was, he was just like this inflation thing. He's being valued like 20, 30 million pounds for a center yeah. back also. Because, you know, it's a cliche for a Southampton player to go to Liverpool. The Lo- example, Lalana. Like, I mean, oh, you, have, you have Southampton to Arsenal, to Liverpool. I mean, you have Oxley Chamberlain, right. Walcott. You have Gareth Bale eventually back in the day. Go, eventually, your Arsenal, your Arsenal um, Southampton players will come to Liverpool. So I'm not, I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm saying this sarcastically, yeah. folks. I mean, yeah, not, so, <laughs> from my my standpoint, though, I think the one deal I think that should have happened, like I said, was 
Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez should have left for Man City. I mean, I just think that he is a great player who will give his all no matter what. Right. But I just think that for his happiness and stuff, for he's a great guy. I think they should let him go, and then I think that Lamar deal that he that that would definitely. He would have seems so him. defeated, though. Yeah. You see, he did his like defeated little squat thing that he usually yeah. does. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I just think that Lamar should have uh, Arsenal should have stepped up their pursuit for him. And they should have gotten him weeks before the transfer ended, and kind of let Alexis go. I mean, I I love the guy to death. He's a great player, but it just I don't think that uh, he'll he'll have the best time right. this season. It's just going to be unfortunate, yeah. but. Uh, all right, so moving on. Let's, let's talk. On. Let's talk about our favorite matches of the week. Um, I mean, what was your what was your favorite match to watch this week? Well, <laughs> let's hear about it again. Go ahead. All right, Liverpool versus Arsenal. The four nil. Okay, well, four I nil mean, to Liverpool. All right, that was mine. I feel like that Liverpool played well, as I was talking about before. The chemistry was on point without Coutinho on the field. Sort of, everyone was like, "All right, we're playing rock and roll football like Jurgen Klopp wants." We're attracting other players to the next window, hopefully, to come and join us. So I think that Liverpool's in good hands. I mean, next week is Man City, or this upcoming week is Man City. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how they fare. So how about you, Bill? Uh, I have to say France versus Netherlands. I mean, I'm, I'm half Dutch. So, I mean, I love, I love Holland, but it's just kind of interesting to see this kind of marks. You know, you know we, we all do see the talent France has. Right. And, you know, Pogba, Conte... Lamar, Lacazette, Giroud, Mbappe. Griezmann, Mbappe. You can just—it's just like a list at this yeah. point now. Where just like I, I do see France as one of the, one of the top teams coming into the next World Cup in Russia. I think that I, uh, you know, France. Apart from France and Germany, there's not many teams around who look as good as those two teams. Right. I mean, that that was just. I just think that. I mean, even as an Arsenal fan too, seeing Lamar score score those two goals. That was kind of disheartening. He had a, a rocket of a goal, too. He had a too. nice goal, and then he had a little tap in. Yeah, and then, I mean, I mean Mbappe had Right that, place, right time. Mbappe's goal was insane, too. You yeah, see, yeah. He was going left and right and left and right, and then had that... He just rocked the ball. I mean, that was a great game to watch. You know, it was just... I'm not a big international fan of, of all the games and stuff. I, I think they kind of play defensively and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think it was it was fantastic to watch, you know, just seeing the talent that France has. And also with all the deals in the transfer line window, uh, transfer window, I should say, uh, it was just kind of nice to see these players are still, you know, keeping their mind on soccer, right. on football. And at the end of the day, they're still, they're still professionals and they're still playing and they're still scoring goals. Like Lamar, right. Mbappe scored in the middle of his transfer to PSG. You know, that was just my favorite game to watch, personally. So it's, Yeah, it's a fun time. Well, I mean, next week coming on, we have some more, uh, thank goodness, the club, club football's back. Thank so, you. Uh, <laughs> Please, I need this. So what, what are your, uh, what's one of the, uh, what are some three the games, one, three games, three games three that you're games looking forward that we, to? That we think are going to be good, that I think are going to be good. I think Man City versus Liverpool at the Etihad. Because this is the real big test for Liverpool in the starting of the season. All right. We, we're, we played a defeated Arsenal last yeah, you touched on that. What's your, what's your, I mean, what's your prediction for the game? What do you think is gonna happen? What's the, what's your score? Honestly, I think it's um two one Liverpool. Okay. They're gonna get out with a late winner from either Firmino, Mane, or Salah. Okay. The top three are gonna. I I, I mean I, I think Liverpool did they destroyed Arsenal last to be said, but I think that Man City they do look they look pretty good. You know the signings they made throughout the window yeah. were just were what just is, yeah. What is your insane? Prediction? I think it will be two zero to City. All right. It's just being at, at the at, at the Etihad. I think it would just be. I I can't see Liverpool finding a way out of there with the with the win. That's just what I have to say. But yep. I mean, for me as an Arsenal fan, you know, with your Liverpool game, I'm very excited to watch them. Uh, what's it called? I'm not. I don't know if I'm too excited because you never know what happened. But uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see if they can rebound against Bournemouth at home and see if they can uh, come out there with the win. I think they win three uh, one to Bournemouth. I think it's gonna be a one nil. Uh, it's gonna be a sneaky one nil. I okay. think Alexis is gonna come out with a goal. You think like, we'll see if Alexis soon plays? If, if, he's, if he even plays, I don't know. Either Alexis or or Walcott if he steps in for Alexis. 
Oh, I, I, I'm just excited for that. And then finally, you know, I'm very excited for Mets and PSG. It's in the French League. I'm just very. We'll hopefully see Mbappe get his debut yeah, with, uh, with Neymar, Neymar and, Cavani. and Cavani. Yeah, I, I, I saw. I, I mean, they, yes, I think that's a great trio. But I saw some the other day. It was like, who's better at, at their prime? Messi, Neymar, Suarez. Yeah, obviously MSN or with this uh, Cavani, uh, Mbappe, What's Neymar. Not I was terrible. Yeah, exactly. I was. I was kind of like you can't compare that yet. One they haven't played yet, but two is just like the leagues are completely different. And then of course Mbappe too. He's still eighteen. You can't really compare that. Yet. I mean, yeah. if you, I would say if you give that. Four years and see how it goes with that the Neymar, kid, Mbappe, Cavani thing. Then you could then you could definitely compare those two. The young French lad has the ability to match Thierry Henry. I know this is a very I'm taking my myself on a limb there and saying that, but he is a he is an opportunity to stay in his stay up and stay out of the other crap that's going on from his attention. He's doing pretty well, obviously being with the national team, but he he has the opportunity to become one of the best players that. France has ever seen, the world's ever seen, and maybe the Premier League at some well, point. Well, can I, can I put devil's advocate, though? Can it. I say he's only had one good season so far? Fair. That's a fair assumption. But that's, I think that was his only season. It was his only season as a first-team player, right? That is true. So you got to say his, his first season as a first-team player playing in, that, all right, playing in the French League. All right, the French League doesn't really have that good of a quality defensively. All right, you have some players that, like, PSG have. You have the the Tiago uh, Tiago Silva's. You have the um, who else is on that? Um, Marquinhos. You have that. You have those type. You have the two Brazilians from PSG, but I, I can't. Guile from Monaco. He's okay, but that's the only yeah, names. Yeah, that come Monaco to PSG. I mean, then you have like what Leon. I like. We're gonna say Mets coming up. Or like you just said, Mets. Like Mets is. Okay, I, 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 they're like yeah. subpar. Honestly, I would have liked to see uh, Mbappe go for something like the Real Madrid loan. I mean, even like I think I would honestly not be too too uh, too pressed if he stayed at a stayed in Monaco for another year and, and kind they got of, bought out for hundred sixty. I would I would not mind that at all because I just think that like what if one one Arsenal? season you know one season. I I mean I I can see I can see how going up to PSG is a bigger step than Monaco, and then maybe after two or three years of PSG, he goes and leaves again. Who knows? I mean, I, I just think that, like, Madrid. I can't, I, just with the competition in, in, in the French League, I just can't see, like... Him staying in that league for too long. Exactly, yeah. He's just going to get too complacent and bored. And I, just, I can tell you, I mean... His performance is going to suffer if he stays in that league. That's, yeah. my, that's, my, that's my opinion. That, that's what's interesting, though. I mean, the thing you have to talk about, though, is you have Barcelona and Real Madrid. I mean, say Atletico, too. But besides those two, three teams, it's like, in the La Liga also is the same way. But the same thing, though, is, like... These players that they always want to go to La Liga, to Barca and Real Madrid, these considered the two best teams in the world. I mean, minus par Bayern maybe, or of course, yeah. yeah. But it's just like that's that's kind of interesting that we're like people say, oh my god, French league, just like two two good teams, three good teams, blah blah. Like, but then it is is La Liga is the same way. But like you have these target destinations, like these dream destinations of Barcelona and Real Madrid. Right. But like it's it's the same but thing though. Is where all right, this Mbappe kid was living in Monaco. It's not too bad, right? Yeah. So I mean that's a good place to live, but you got to say that Madrid or Barcelona is the the dream. That's the that's that's the football. Yeah, dream. I'm just I'm just getting at the, the fact though is the fact that like they literally have two or three teams in that league who yeah, compete. Yeah, it's, it's, and then it's two horse race. Part 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 of that. Yeah. I say I would say a two three horse race. Two three horse race. Because right, if you know, say Atletico, yeah, yeah, yeah. Atletico, yeah, Atletico would be. The other I mean, team. they they've done. You you have to commend them though. They've done a great job of one. Holding on to Griezmann, and two, they've also done a great job of you know just finding these strikers who end up being fantastic. You know, I got Torres, Diego Costa, 
who've all just in Griezmann yeah. also who've always who always just come through the club and you know they they're 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 there every year. It's just like I think that they're not big enough a big enough of a name to kind of be on the same level yet as I mean they're on the same level like they're very defensive and stuff. Right. But I mean you know what I'm saying in terms of like competing with like financially. In, in that type of way. But yeah, yes, they do get results. They know, do get results. That's, do, that's all I'm getting at. So. No, yeah. They, they're, they're, a very, they're a very aggressive style playing team, Atletico Madrid. They want to get forward as soon as they get the ball. They want I mean, to, and, I mean, we can even add, like, for match number four, Barca want to come back, yeah. see if they're going to, with their new signings, if yeah. Dembele makes his debut, even Paulinho, too, like you're saying. Even, like, I don't honestly see anything from, from uh, Dembele, from Barca. I really don't. I don't think he's going to sort of be that player that they're looking to get. Okay, he was playing in the Bundesliga. He was playing against very physical opponents, but he wasn't very active uh, other than being in that setup for Dortmund. Yeah. Because it was basically... I, I, I'll be honest, I've not seen too much of him either. I don't, yeah. I just haven't seen him play, play enough to, t- to tell you yeah. what I think. But I've seen highlights, but yeah. highlights can only tell you so much. Exactly, that's just, that's just their, their best, yeah. their best, yeah, yeah. Their best, uh, best moments. But yeah, Barca play Espanyol... It's uh, September 9th, two four, it's at Camp Nou. So, I mean, that would be pretty cool to see if Barca can, can rebound. You know, I think that losing Neymar was huge for them, obviously. That Messi, Neymar, Suarez, that was just, you could not compete. You couldn't right. defend that. It was unreal. Right. But I, I do think that I just kind of like either their confidence got shot or who knows. Like, they got Real Madrid in the Super Cup, in Super, is it the Spanish Super Cup. That the was, Spanish Super Cup. Oh, they, yeah. they were on the same field as each other. It was, it was unreal. I, it was, I was just like, wow, like. Yeah, it, it was a great. It was a great game. Like, even watching Asensio play, that, that was wild. He's, but, uh, he people are saying that he's the next Ronaldo. You think so? I mean, not. He doesn't have the same physical attributes that he has, but he's good. He has great ball retention, great positioning. You see, he only scores ben, dingers. He only scores dingers if you've if you've if you've noticed against. Oh yeah, very he, good competition. Yeah, his left was very very. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. Even in the Champions League final last year, yeah. he did a good job in the Champions League final. Was I, pretty... would, I would more compare him to the to a prime Iniesta. Okay. Or or, or he's, he's 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 a lot smaller. Yeah, he's, I he's, agree. He's, he's not as his stature isn't as big, but I see him as a prime Iniesta, a little tiny bit better in that at that point in in the future. All right, so listen, guys, we're gonna take a break real quick. Uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to finish this off, and we're going to give you guys a few more, uh, some more analysis. Welcome back, guys. This is for Touchline again. We're going to uh, talk about now about our stand-up performance of the week. Uh, you know, just from the matches we saw. Alan, what do you, uh, who's your stand-up performance of the week? What was your favorite performance of the week well, to watch? On international duty, I saw that Isco played out of this world. He was pulling every single string he could to help Spain out versus Italy. Scored two great goals. One of them was a free kick against Gigi Buffon. Which is uh, a great thing for Spain as 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 their campaign for World Cup qualifying is getting together and all this stuff. So I think it's a good thing for him that he's uh, performing this well. And I feel that uh, for Real Madrid, he could he could be better better than um, Iniesta. My my thing with Isco though is that like he's had like he's been what Madrid three years now? Yeah, four, four years. I'm just waiting for him to break out because I feel like every year he's just like. He's just kind of there. He is, yeah. And, you know, like, you say Bale gets injured or Ronaldo doesn't play. It's like yeah. a 
Benzema, Bale, Isco, or like or like Benzema, Ronaldo, Isco. Yeah. I feel like he's just like. But you see him perform. Just there though, but man. you just see him perform in the bigger games on the international duty. You see him perform. He's not surrounded by Bale, Ronaldo, and Benzema. He's not surrounded by those guys. Where all right, I'll just give you the ball from three fourths of up way up on the final third of the field and let you do your thing. He's that type of guy when he gets on the international stage. He doesn't have Ronaldo, Bale, or Benzema. I mean, he's he's twenty five now. And you mean, I'm just waiting for like. I mean that's that's getting the prime of his career. Obviously, right. I mean you look at you look at someone like Morata who just left uh, left Madrid for Chelsea, yeah. who's now going to be like one of the, the the big scorer. You know, with with the absence of Diego Costa, I think that. I mean, I think Isco. Honestly, like my for me, like we're talking about transfer window. I think he's one of those players who like, I don't know, his time's up in Madrid. I think that like he he should take a bigger step in his career where he should be on a team where he'll be one of those one of those top players, like, such as like, like the Neymar status, that like the thing with yeah, him and yeah. Messi. I just don't. I just haven't seen him enough at at Real Madrid to kind of. To see him as one of those guys who is one of their main men, I just feel like whenever I watch him play, he's either on the bench mm-hmm. or he'll or he'll be there in the absence right. of Bale, when Bale is very injury prone. So, so you see him on the same lines of what was happening for him as as like as the likes of James Rodriguez at Real Madrid yeah. when he was there. So yeah. you basically he's on the same. He's on yeah, the same well, yeah. premises. I, I just I I'm not nothing against the performance that you're talking about. I'm more just trying to. No, you're. you're, you're I, right. I'm just kind of. I just think that that it's kind of time for this guy Isco to take a step in his career. Yeah. You know, to be. Where would come, you like him to see though? Where would you like to see go? I, I don't think he'd do well in the Premier League. I don't think he'd do well. I mean, French league. That's. Was it? What is he going to take a step down and go to the Italian league where it's primarily I defensive? Could, I, I, I can't see him. I can't see him doing that. I, I just. I. I don't know a destination. I. I couldn't tell you that. I'm just more MLS. <laughs> he's 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 not a, he's not a Giovanco kind of guy. No, he's not. That. <laughs> no, but I I just uh, great performance, you know, against Italy. I, nothing against him. I just generally do think that uh, my my analysis of Isco is that it's just time for him to take a bigger step in his career. You know, right. I think that he he doesn't do enough I don't in Madrid. Ag- I don't disagree with you. I don't. I just he's consistently good for them. That's that's my thing. If all right, if he's if he's supplying when he needs to be when he's on the field, then all right, maybe. Z- Zidane and him have a seat and t- and talk about the position on his team, and then we'll see where where what happens in the Jan- January transfer market. You okay. know, so that's gonna be a thing for him because I feel like that Isco could potentially be like you're saying that you're waiting for him to pop off and be f- freaking amazing. I think he has the ability almost to match Z- Zidane at Real Madrid as a player. So that's that's my personal opinion on that. But how about you, Bill? What was your uh, what was your top performer for the? I league? mean, we talked about it already, but I just think that you know seeing Ronaldo break that break those goal records was unbelievable. Yeah. I, you saw that scissor kick he had. Of course, he was that like was, it was a bicycle kick, but it was definitely unreal. it was a scissor kick. I thought that unreal. was that was very impressive. You know, yeah. he just wind up and he hit that thing. I was like, there I mean, was no chance of goalkeeper still stop it. So that was yeah. easy money for him though. He yeah, does that yeah. all the time. So I thought that was very exciting to watch. You know, I always love watching Ronaldo play as a, a neutral fan. That's kind of cool to see. But uh, you know, moving on, what what was your worst performance? Oh uh, man, you're home. You're you're at Red Bull Arena, and can I guess you're alluding to the U.S. national yes, team? Yes, <laughs> and, and and you're playing Costa Rica, which all right, all respect to Costa Rica, they pulled that out of their asses to make that win. Hey, how about Kaylor Navas, though, my man? Kaylor Navas. Kaylor Navas. All right, that's a solid player that they have on their team. All right, is that is that it though? <laughs> For me, I, I couldn't, I could not name one more guy on that Costa Rica. All right, what is the guy? He used to play for Arsenal. Joe Campbell. Joe Campbell. He wasn't. He wasn't playing. That's then the there you go. Then that, all you have is all you have is Kaylor Navas. That's all you have. But what are you doing on that? What are you guys doing? You have you played. You have Christian Pulisic. 
Dortmund, Dortmund star at this. I would say he's a star at Dortmund. Since oh yeah, he'll, since he'll, Osuma Dembele lo, uh, left, yeah, he's made that step up in that, and he's also scored against Bayern Munich this season. So I think he's a great, great player for his national team and for his club. So I don't know what the hell was going on with that game. I don't know the personnel. Either the personnel was wrong, the playing style that we were trying to go after and try to be too cute around the corners, trying to clip it in. Why don't we just play directly? Play to out, play to Altidore's feet. Dude, I, I just don't... I, Josie Altidore's not good enough, though, man. No, he's, he's not. He's not. And that was the other point I was going to make. Altidore is not good enough. Well, actually, as we record this right now, the U.S. are playing Honduras. And it's actually 1-1 one, one, one right now. They're tied up. There's five minutes left to play. Well, there you go. <laughs> See? This is what I'm talking about. The U.S. consistently is screwing, their up, uh, screwing up their chances, excuse me, for qualifying for the World Cup. If they lose this game, they're done. It's, it's over. It's literally nail in the coffin... That's all she yeah, it's uh, Well, it's 1-1 one, one right now, five minutes to fill. We'll keep you guys updated before this yeah. ends, but, you know... Uh, it might be over by the time you, by the time, by the time you like, watch this, oh, yeah, it'll yeah, be over, so. well, Once this episode's posted, you, the game will be long done. You'll kind of either be able to laugh more at the U.S., or I mean, we'll see, we'll see what right. happens with that. But I just can't stand it. I just can't. And, I, I watched the game live, and it was just... I don't see even as someone... I'm not a big U.S. US soccer fan, you know, being half Dutch. Right. I've always kind of gravitated towards Holland being... They're much better than the U.S., oh, period. Man. So, I mean, you know, that was just, just, I watched it, it was just like, wow, like, this is very, you know, frustrating to watch. Like, it, there was nothing really going, I mean, they had, they had a few nice saves from Navas, he, he made some really good saves, but yeah, at the end of the day, it was like, they couldn't score, and I just get, I get really frustrated watching Josie out, or like, he's just, he's always just there, and he never really, like, does anything that really, we need, like. We need more youth on our national team. We need more youth. All right, we have Christian Pulisic, we have Juan Agudelo, right? We have Jordan Morris. We need more of those youth players because the more we integrate youth players into our system, the better the future is. The better the future is. So I'm giving the U.S. ten years. Ten years. At that point in this, in that ten year frame, they're going to be one of the best teams in the world, in my opinion. The U.S. being the, the US, best team in the world. The U.S. team will be one of the best national teams in the world. I I just I with can't. The progression, with the progression of the youth system in the U.S that we're slightly seeing more and more kids coming out of the co- coming out of the works from MLS um I I I honestly I, I got to say top 20 but I can't see No, we're on the top 20. We're almost we're, we're almost top 20. Let me see. Let me check US uh, just just from someone who who's never been a big supporter of of the US national team. I don't I can't see the US being one of the best teams in the world, you know, just given the Europe just has a much better system for you know for kids being able to come up and play at the highest levels. You know you have likes of like you being also fit. You have Jack Wilshere, you have Oxley Chim, all these guys who come up who'll be world class players eventually. And you know just like the English, uh, uh, the US is twenty six. Sorry for interrupting. No worries. It's twenty. It, they're twenty six in in the world right now, and they they need they need to bring that youth in. You see that some of the youth that's coming from the US to Europe, that's they're making a great impact and. And I think that I mean, bar Christian Pulisic, though, there's not many, many other players right. coming out of the well, U.S. You're gonna say that that amazing home, home. I can think of what's his face, the guy from Stoke City, Jeff Cameron. Jeff Cameron. Jeff yeah, Cameron's in the, Stoke the thing is, City. But he's yeah. on the backside of his career. You gotta say he's on the backside of his career. At this point, he's he's looking to he's looking to close out his U.S. U.S. caps in the next yeah I'm five just, years. I'm just thinking U.S. players who make a who make somewhat of a of a impact. All right, you have Lyndon, Lyndon Gooch. I don't even know who that is. Lyndon Gooch from Sunderland. Sunderland. He was a he was a key man for them this past season. I mean, but this is like you know you're talking about these top teams in the world. You, if you have players from Sunderland and making up your entire international right. squad, well, that's not going to. I'm gonna. 
there's this kid from I think he plays for the Revs Revolution. He plays for Uruguay national team. Um, Fernandez, I think. Fagundes, sorry, Fagundes is his name. And he, he started playing the MLS when he was like 16 years old. So, all right, he has loyalty to the MLS, which is a good thing. But you see that, that there's that talent in the MLS to sort of bring the U.S. players up from the foreign players to sort of bring that youth through and develop them. That's what I'm trying to say, that we need to bring the youth in more. That's that's my okay. final. Yeah, final. yeah. I I just I just can't see the U.S. being you know. Bottom line for me is I just don't see them being you know one of the top teams we'll in the world. It. it just like I just don't see them. I mean, yeah, we have soccer being big in the, in the states now. It's getting bigger, but I just don't like. I don't ever think our youth system will eclipse what's been ever what's always been in in Europe with all their youth academies yeah. for professional teams that just <laughs> produce all this amazing talent with in, in England, Spain, Portugal. Do you think Gideon will play for the U.S.? Zellum, I, I just, I, I just, he's a good player, you know, he's very injury prone. But I think I just, he was ever hyped by the press at one point. I, I mean, yeah, there was, he, he had that, the, the, the tour for, the preseason tour two years ago for yeah. Arsenal, three years ago, and he had some great passes and he played really well, but since then you've not seen much of the guy on no. international stage. Because he was loaned off to Rangers. Or, yeah, or a club, you've not really seen much of him on that standpoint, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I just bottom line, I, it was very frustrating to watch the game, and just like, I mean, that kind of will make me react listening to, to hear about U.S. being top 10 in the world, because just like, I'm being half European, half American also, I just don't see, you know, I, that's why I have a good, you know, good well, bias see, there, I'm kind well, of... you see that, sorry to interrupt, but there's a lot of those guys that are not actually U.S. born, they're born on... Exactly, yeah, exactly, that's, that's really like... No, and I know, what, now you're going to say that, alright, they're not actually a U.S. national team, which is the, which I... I think, all right, I appreciate that those guys are coming to help us out. And, I mean, that's good that we're having our youngsters that are in the team now sort of being developed by those foreign players, yeah. which will help us in the future. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, 20 years when, like, I, I, I think bottom line is just in order for, you know, U.S. to be a world power, you know, soccer has to be bigger in the U.S., and that's, that's bottom line, you yeah. know. But now you see soccer fields are in every, like, corner of, like, Maryland now that you see... Like, but then again, though our league, the MLS, is not something that's nationally televised, nope. internationally televised, I should say, and that's that's. I mean, whereas then you have like different leagues, like French league, EPL, Spanish. You can watch that week in week out on any course. any sort of channel. We're just like, you think that? Do you think that people in Europe are trying to go down the way to watch MLS? <laughs> they would only watch the MLS if the U.S. If the, if the U.S. Committee for Soccer accepted that three hundred, what was it, three hundred something? I don't know the figure. But excuse me. But the figure was to uh, have that re- relegation promotion with the USL. Yeah, that'd be interesting. If they had that, I think that this league, that league, would propel itself up. Oh yeah, I I think I would add more excitement. I just think that I think that there has to be more you know exciting players. Like you can go through these MLS teams yeah. and you have a few guys who are like in their primes, but like you don't really know who they are. Yeah. We're just like, well, like you have. I think it was great back in the day where you have all these guys like Beckham and Henri coming yeah. over to you know finish the cruise. Like Pele playing for the Cosmos and all that, even though that's not USL. That's yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, no hate to the US in any way. I, I'm half. I live here. It's like, oh, yeah, it's I, I just think that like there, there has to be more to be done. You know, order for the US to become a national power, in order for soccer to you know to expand in the US. I mean, it definitely is. I definitely in, in no way do I do I think that like soccer isn't big in the US. I think it is definitely getting there. You know, being bigger, yeah. being a soccer player in America as well, like year I, by year, there's more influence because you oh, see, yeah, definitely, you see the influence of what happens when the U.S. does well and not does pretty well in the tournaments and in international tournaments. Like yeah, the, the Gold Cup, Cup they just won the Gold, the Gold Cup, Cup too. That was that so, was 
I mean, yeah, that was good to see. But then you have to you have to be be honest that yeah. this should this should translate down to World Cup qualifying. If you can win the Gold Cup, you know, you should be able to go over and beat Honduras and beat Costa Rica, you know, within within a week. That shouldn't be something that's too insane of a, a task. If they can be, beat Mexico and they can beat Jamaica, they should be able to right. easily beat these Honduras and Costa Rica teams and qualify World Cup. That has to be said. It's and I also think there's somewhat of a of a of an influence on all right, their midseason in their MLS season, some of those guys that are playing on the field for the US. And also for Costa Rica and maybe Honduras. But I'm just saying that maybe there's pressure from the home clubs their home clubs that they're saying, All right, don't come back injured or we're gonna have an issue. Yeah. You, know? you, you, you honestly never know what that's why that's why I'm not just not a big a fan of watching that international soccer. I mean, yeah, the qualifiers are a lot better where like they're they're actually stuff at stake, but I mean, with those friendlies and stuff. So you they, think they're not the U.S. Sorry, but you don't think that the internet, the international play, the players aren't going full throttle. I mean, I I, I genuinely think like it, it really depends on if it's a friendly or a qualifier. Like you I mean that that definitely has to be said because you know there's a lot more at stake in the qualifiers. Yeah. Whereas in a friendly, they're kind of just out there to you know be on TV and to play and you know to get like. To get to minutes with their national teammates, which that has to be said, but you know, at the end of the day, is that like I don't think that they're being they're being held back by the marriages anyway. I think that they're professionals, so obviously they're going out there, they're trying their hardest. You know, it's just that you can kind of visibly notice that that the you know, the tempo is tuned down in friendlies. You know, it's not it's not as exciting. Everything's at stake. <laughs> bless you. Excuse me. Yeah, bless Sorry, you. Sorry, guys. And uh, I I just think that you know. I, that it's just international soccer is not what it used to be or like just I, I love watching the World Cup and I love watching the, the European Cup I just think that those two things are since they're in the summer they're separated you know players only yeah. focus on that I just like I, I appreciate watching that a lot more that's all I'm saying I agree I, I no I agree that they need to get their shit together excuse my language but okay so let's 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 finish this out then and uh, you know, for me, my you know, I have to say my worst performance of the week. Let's talk about Arsenal for a few minutes yeah, here. You know, it has to. We we, we said we tell we said we elaborate please, on it. And, please. Uh, you know, we talked about Alexis Sanchez for a little bit. We we mentioned our big story at the beginning of the episode. But you know, let's talk a little about my worst performer. He was Arsene Wenger. Actually, this has to go within the transfer window. You know, this has to go within their loss of Liverpool. That tactics was awful. I mean, at one point, I, I'm the person who kind of say, yeah, you know, the manager is at fault for this, blah blah. You know, at one point it's the players, but I think here that. Just the way Arsenal Wenger sets up now is just it's catastrophic, and they're just it's unpredictable. They're they're op- they're so open to like to to so much pressure. They're so open to you know being attacked, and that's just what Liverpool did. Literally, just, I think even past that is like I, I don't I don't think he's who he used to be. In like maybe modern football has moved past him. You know, maybe he's not at not not at the stage where he, he doesn't can say, have the invincible crew. Yeah, to save him. Oh yeah, I mean, just I think that like I've having heard the stuff he kind of does. Or, or, or the stuff he says, it's just like he's not a modern manager anymore. He's still he's still stuck in his ways of like not not spending money, you know, not preparing teams the correct way by watching video, you know, right. doing all, all the type of modern stuff that these teams like Chelsea and Man City and, and Liverpool do now. Of course, even though I was very young when that invincible era came around, I just think that that team, that invincible team, was command, commanding itself. There was really, I don't feel like there was a direction from Arsene Wenger. It was just all right. Here's your training. If there's anything I have to comment on, I'm speaking in the stance of Arsene Wenger. If there's anything that he that that team needs to be altered or tweaked in a little bit, that would go into play. But overall, that invincible team would coach itself. But now you see the Arsenal layout right now, where they seem so lost. They seem so hopeless. They don't know what to do in certain situations. It's, it's, it's just a mess, man. It is a mess. The board, the board is totally off its rocker because you have Cronkite not giving a shit about 
It seems like he doesn't give a shit about the club. He just seems like I, he I heard... He the money, yeah. Right. He's like, all right, this is my little trust. This is my little trust fund area. So, I mean... It's, it's 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 you know it's disheartening. It's a mess. You know you can talk about it for hours. You know I could do a podcast. Separately we could literally have that as a whole episode on on Arsenal. Yeah, but, I mean that. I just want to mention that real quick. And where but, do you where do you think where do you think Arsenal's going to go? Ar- Arsenal Wenger is going to go. I think that either what's going to happen. What's going to happen? To Arsenal's coaching. What's going to happen with that? I, being an Arsenal fan, I think that I mean for me, I was it was tough last year. To, you know to see them go through what they did, finishing what fifth, not yeah. qualifying for Champions League. I mean that was rough. First time in sixteen years. Uh, 17 years, 17 actually. Years, and uh, I think that, you know, I was as a fan, I was like, okay, this is his last year. You should go. And then he came back. And, like, I mean, yeah, it was cool to see him sign Lacazette and stuff. And I thought he would keep going on and sign more players, you know, and boast the team even more. And then, you know, get the Deadwood out of the way. Players like Campbell, you know, freaking, like, Jack Walsh, who never, who never played yeah. anymore, who were just wasting his wage bill. And, and now I you thought that, like, he would Fred come back. Shaka. Running down the midfield that cannot, I didn't even, I didn't even know that guy was on the field last week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I this this has to be his last year. You know, I, the, the the same stuff happens every single year. You know, I mean, it, he's he's been able to paper paper over the cracks by qualifying for the Champions League every single year and by winning three FA Cups. You know, he's been papering over those cracks and that in that type of sense. But I mean, I think that like past this, it just this has to be his last year. You know, you can't make any more excuses for anymore. You know. Like I, I, I'm not a Wenger out person. I just do think that this is his last year. You just think, yeah. You think that. It's, like I don't think he should be sacked right him. now. Yeah, he shouldn't be sacked right now. He shouldn't be, you know, asked to leave. I think that, like, you know, just, just give him the chance until and then the he, end of the season. And then he's don't dead. even talk about January, because I honestly don't think you guys are gonna make any moves. Oh. I honestly don't think so. Because look what you you brought in. All right, you guys, you guys brought in Lacazette. Okay. That's fine. I mean, don't forget my boy Kolasinac. You know he's been. Yeah, he's been one of Sayad, the great. Sayad was pulling his weight. You saw that first game he played. He yeah. was bossing it. Yeah, and yeah. and I think that they were all exhausted. I don't even know why they all just seemed a little hungover or something. I, I think I think it's just funny though where you you go see him play for Bosnia this week and he had a great assist yeah. uh, playing left back. Yeah. But then you have Arsene Wenger who's so convinced that this guy is a center back where he's playing him in that three five two system. He doesn't feel comfortable. And he's playing, playing center back. You know, I I think you put him in a four two three one when they did you play last year. Or you, you put him yeah. as an actual left back and you see what he does. It, it is just so much different where you put him in center back where, you know, he's limited to make runs for it. And if he does, you know, you get sacrificed yeah. the space where you right. can get him the counterattack. Yeah. Fun fun fact, guys. I'm actually half Bosnian, if you guys didn't know. Sorry I didn't mention that before. But <laughs> I sort of have a bias for Bosnian players if it ever comes up to conversation just like we did with Sayad. So that's uh, that's one of my biases, another bias that I have. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, yeah. you know, let's, let's, let's wrap it up with some final thoughts for right. the week, you know. Just like I said before, I'm excited to see how Arsenal respond to this criticism, you know, being, the, being an Arsenal fan. And, uh, I mean, just we talked about already in this episode, but, you know, my big thing also is I'm really excited to see how these new signings fit into the new clubs. You know, like Ronaldo Sanchez, as I mentioned, for Swansea, he'll be right. getting to debut, Mbappe debut, you know, see this Dembele debut, just all these different players who, you two, who made these moves in this crazy transit window. Right. I, I just, like, you know, the main, main two things I'm looking forward to is, you know, the Arsenal and then these these new signings, I think it was just a transfer window to remember. You know, that's what I have to say. That's my, my final thoughts on, on this. It was, a, it was a great week in soccer, honestly. Like, even, right. even having an international break, which was usually very dull and there's not much going on. This was a good one. I, I do think that it was a good international break. You had records broken. And then you also, yeah. it, was, it was, the break was during the transfer window, too. So, you know, you, you, see, had, you, you had stuff Messi, happening. And I, I want to touch on this. Messi, Messi had a tough time. Messi had a really tough game. And... I want to say that Ronaldo, his performances for his national team as a whole, 
in his whole career are better than Messi's in Argentina. Okay, I can see that. Because look at the look at the play look at the clubs he's playing or look at the national teams he's playing against in Europe and look at the national teams that Messi's playing in, in South, South America. America. Yeah, the quality of play I feel like is so much different because you have players from that, so, the the South American teams coming from their internal national and it definitely has clubs. to be, yeah it has to be said then too it was huge to see Ronaldo win the uh, I mean he was injured he, won, but, he, he was injured but, but it was he, still he put he put his he, he did put his to win to win in. the Euro Cup he put yeah. his foot in so. yeah, definitely yeah yeah that, cool what are you what are some of your final thoughts for this week what was what was your big takeaways you know my final my final thoughts on this week I think that Liverpool away from home I want to see how they come up against a real good opportunity to play against really good competition um, Mbappe's debut. That's my big. That's one of my biggest things. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat then, yeah. I, I I need to see this kid. I need to see this kid with the real deal players. Not saying that Falcao from Monaco was not a big time player, but on in a prime prime team, that's going to be a threat in the Champions League and their in their internal league play. Okay, cool. So and then Barcelona. I want to see Barcelona pick their pick themselves up off the ground. They need to do that. Yeah. Unless if it if they don't do that, it's going to be a rough rough season for them as a whole. Cool. Okay, well, I mean, my last question for the day before we, before we close up and wrap this up, our first episode, uh, Alan, how would you sum up this week in one sentence? This whole week? In one sentence. In a football, in a, in a football standpoint or as, as an edu- educated... Uh, a football sentence. Basically, like, what, right. in one sentence, what did you learn? What was the most important thing you learned? Or what, how would you sum this up? Okay. up in one sentence? The, the national team. It's, it's, they choke. The, the U.S. national the team. The U.S. national team, they choke... Very bad. All the time. All the time. <laughs> okay, well then for me, I would say one sentence. Easily, just being an Arsenal fan, I would say, blah, blah, blah. It's extremely hard to be an Arsenal fan, dot, 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 LOL. Because, you know. You just, you can't even, the thing is, I, I agree, Billy. You could have a whole 24-hour stream podcast of how bad you want Arsenal to succeed and how bad they're doing right now. So, I mean, let's. Let's let's see how Arsenal. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, let's see. How we Arsenal gave you guys some some previews for this week, and you know what's going to happen. So, I mean, we'll see what goes on, and then we'll be back here next week talking about. Well, we'll see if Arsenal do rebound. We'll see how these new signs fit in. I'm very excited, you know. Uh, but yeah, but that does it for us for this week's episode of Views from the Touchline. Uh, I mean, we should be back next Tuesday after another busy week of uh, of soccer. Uh, once again, Alan, you guys have anything to say? Um, I don't know. Just. If you guys have the time, leave us a quick rating. Um, that would really help us grow our podcast. Feel free to share this with your friends, family, everyone. I mean, I know my language might be a little excessive. I don't know. If, <laughs> if, depending on the audience. I, I heard a few have, words. It, should, it shouldn't be too it, bad. It shouldn't be too bad. I think it would be all right. But uh, I think anyone who loves a beautiful game would love this podcast. From from two kid, two college kids that enjoy the game themselves and play it. Current, oh, one of us play it currently. Me going to play it hopefully next semester. We'll see how that goes. But I feel like you guys you guys really are going to enjoy this. this okay, well, yeah, just us. last, remind you guys again, you can follow us on Twitter at ViewsFTTL. Leave us a follow. You know, mention us. Any content you want us to talk about, of course, feel free to shoot us a direct message. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, even just uh, send a, a, a if mention. If you have any recommendations for what we should talk Yeah, as Billy said, if you have any recommendations for what we should talk about and uh, – if you, if anyone would like to uh, be a guest or something like that, we'll see. Definitely, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, and lastly, too, you can support our blog. You can log on to viewsfttl.wordpress.com. There's some great content on there to read from in the past few years that we've posted on. That you know, I mean, gives you some more opinions on just what's been going on in soccer. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Right. See you later. See ya.